I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special episode prior to our election in the United States. And the title is Keep America Free Under God. The Ascended Masters, whom we have talked about many times in previous episodes, have very specific teachings on some of the issues, many of the critical issues that we're facing today and in this election. We have talked about America being a sponsored nation by the Ascended Masters and what a great experiment it is in freedom. We've also talked about the retreats of the Masters, the retreats that are in the spiritual realms, the etheric realm as we call it. And we've also talked about fallen ones, those who fell from grace and who really do espouse darkness. And many people today are somewhat confused about this election. There is so many untruths floating around that it's very important that we look at as chilas, which you'll hear that word in what I'm going to play for you, meaning students of the Ascended Masters. What do the Ascended Masters say about these issues? I'm going to play for you a lecture. I'm going to play for you a presentation that I made on what the Masters have said over the last few decades. And keeping in mind what they're saying in these in 1970s and 80s is so relevant to today. And because they were describing conditions then that are now accelerated, same conditions, but are being more exposed to the general public. These revelations were given in dictations or messages via messengers, amanuensis, Mark and Elizabeth Prophet. And in some of my speaking, refer to the messenger, which is what I'm talking then about, one of the messengers, or mother, that term, which is the endearing term that was given to Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So you will hear the core teachings on some of the hot button issues that we're facing and how to actually step to a higher level as the Ascended Masters do and look at the political spectrum in the United States right now. Not necessarily from the right or the left, but as the Masters say, from truth, from God's laws. And we have to look at it from this perspective so that we can see what is it, where is it, what are the choices that we need to make in this election. So I will play for you now, Keep America Free Under God.
El Moria says, Chilas who knock on the door of his retreat in Darjeeling are asked if they understand the urgency of world conditions and the crying need of the hour. And if they have not yet gained that perspective, then he recommends that they seek the disciplines of another retreat. Because he says in the Darjeeling retreat, they offer a crash program in chileship and initiation on the path for those who are willing to follow implicitly the demands of their Christ self and to respond with a flame that leaps and eyes that sparkle with kindling fires of soul discernment. This is El Moria, the embodiment of the will of God, the law, a stern master, and yet with a twinkling in his eye. He often lets us know of his intense love for us. And he says that it is because of that intense love that he is so stern. He wants us to have our victory. There are many lessons to be learned at his retreat, and they actually begin right at the entrance, where he keeps a very gruff chila. He speaks gruffly, he's not dressed well at all, he has no appearance at all of any mastery, and, or even being worthy of being at the door of this retreat. And Moria says, if those who knock on the door of his retreat have disdain for the gatekeeper, then they're not worthy to enter his retreat. So our beloved Moria expects us to come up higher, to not judge from the human perspective, to surrender all sense of human or spiritual pride and be at the level of the Christ. We all know that we in the United States are preparing for a national election in about 36 days from now. And more than ever is there a need for us to come up higher, to not be taken in by the divide and conquer tactics of the fallen ones. The masters have told us that they do not support political parties, whether on the right, the left, or the center. Rather, they support truth and God's law and God's will. And as chilas of the masters, we're called to do the same to transcend human politics and human personalities. Also, to support God's truth and God's law. And, you know, we're very blessed to not to have to guess or to project our own selves into what is God's truth and what's God's law. The masters have taught us these things. Archangel Michael gives us a formula for looking at politics. He says, let there be concerted action with a specific goal, and that specific goal being the understanding transferred of ascended master law, transferred to the people, nature, and the nature of the right and left wing politics, and the result of these politics when it becomes legislation and a part of the day-to-day -day affairs of life in America. So basically he's saying that we should lead people to look at the political spectrum and consider the results of the policies and legislation as they affect the daily life of those in America. 
So while the average person may not be following Ascended Master's teachings, they learn of those principles and then look at the results of legislation and decisions made by their leaders. We need to look beyond what the media puts out. We need to do our own research and not just read headlines in the news, which most of the time don't even reflect what's in the article or the video or whatever it is. In 1974, Almoria delivered his message, this government and this nation shall not perish from the earth. I enlist your support of the holy cause of keeping this nation free under God. Now, what he was teaching in 1974 is actually manifesting in a bigger way right now today. And contrary to what the fallen ones would like to have us believe, these issues did not begin in just the last four years. He was addressing the particular issue of the nation that was facing at that time, but obviously the teaching is timeless and so apropos because as I said, it is really the manifesting of what he was talking about. He says, when times are critical, we direct ourselves to the crisis and we wait for another occasion for our poetry, our song, and our dance. At this hour, ladies and gentlemen, you must have the knowledge that the dark ones, sons of Belial and of Beelzebub, are conspiring in chambers in Washington, D.C. and in other cities of this nation as to how they can accelerate the plan for the takeover of your government, which is of the people, by the people, and for the people. I address you in order that this government and this nation shall not perish from the earth. I address you to enlist your support of the holy cause of keeping this nation free under God, not for vainglory, not for chauvinism, but solely as the opportunity under the sun for every man and woman to attain the fullness of the Christ potential. The hierarchy is not prejudice for America or against other nations. The scope of our consciousness is vast. We do not segregate mankind. That is the work of the dark ones. We do not compartmentalize, nor are our tactics those of the cloak and dagger divide and conquer method. We come to consecrate individual men and to consecrate a place, a territory for the evolution of that man. We see the scroll of the future we behold the handwriting on the wall and we know that by their foundation, by their system, most nations upon earth are not conducive to the free flow of soul energies that is required for the spiral of the Aquarian age to unfold. We know that whereas individuals in the government of this nation have been subject to forces of prey, to the pollution of the fallen ones and to their blackmail, the system itself is stronger than the individual. The divine document that is the Constitution, when properly employed, can deliver America from a bureaucracy and from those who are corrupt. I say then, our love for this nation is a love that transcends all boundaries. It is a love for the planet as a whole, as a place where man can be free to follow communion with his God and to bring forth a golden age culture out of that communion. We then 
have all of humanity in mind, when we enlist your support for the final definition of what this government ought to be and shall be. United we stand, divided we fall. Precious hearts, in the coming weeks and months, the destiny of this nation will be decided. The ascended masters can intervene if we have the authority to act in your world by the word of your own mouth, by your own heart and mind. The law states that we cannot intervene unless you call upon us in each 24-hour cycle. I am therefore asking you that you become more than devotees of the will of God, that you become that will, you become that flame, that you have an awareness of your identity in that flame as you have never had before. I ask you to invoke the will of God as a fiat, as a decree, as an invocation, as a meditation, and to meditate upon his law day and night. We ask for energy. And if it could be said, it might be said that the energy crisis is not in the fact that the ascended masters, or is in the fact that the ascended masters do not yet have enough energy from embodied mankind by their fiats and their decrees to step through the veil and to bring in the golden age. We're asking for that energy this night because it is critical to the fate of the planet, to the fulfillment of the divine plan. So with this understanding and this warning from our beloved El Moria, we realize that our decisions are important. And as, and as Ascended Master Chilas, the guiding light is the master's teachings. So what do they say about key issues that America is facing today? In 1974, St. Germain spoke of the need to preserve the four sacred freedoms. And that's freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to assemble. He said, consider then the preservation of the four sacred freedoms. You have grown up in a nation where freedom has given into your hands that freedom to speak, which is now deprived to millions of inhabitants upon the earth. Behind the Iron Curtain in South America and Africa, there are many who are not free to speak. To stand up on a soapbox in the middle of Central Park and to speak what you believe in your heart or to speak before your fellow men by renting a hall in order to speak the word that you believe. Such is a sacred privilege. I tell you, it is hard won. I tell you, there are planets in this and other system of worlds that have been without that freedom for thousands of years. And now, as the Aquarian age dawns, do you think that those who are the dark ones, those who have conceded the victory, will not come forth to stampede America and to drive out the very flame of liberty if it were possible? Precious hearts, there is a way of looking at life from the level of practicality and of actuality, which means looking at what is, what the karmic situations are, what the level of the outer manifestation of attainment is. And then we again look at life from the level of victory of the immaculate conception, the divine in all, which remains latent in some and comes to the fore in others. Therefore, when I make this analysis, I make it on the basis of the exigencies of the hour 
and the stand that must be taken in this nation, in the government, and in the economy so that these freedoms might be preserved for all of mankind. What do we see today in the suppression of free speech and the actual censorship of speech on social media and, and whatever individuals who want to go to colleges, universities to speak if they don't agree with the prevailing thought? Beloved Saint Germain has also spoken passionately about the great battle for freedom in volume 13, number 22 of the Pearls. He says the sacred writings of all times have emphasized thou shalt not kill. Yet today, freedom from, for humanity is being literally slaughtered in the minds of the very young because of the apathy on the part of the leaders in the schools of the world. The actions of many of the professors and presidents of the colleges born out of fear and what may be called a liberal orientation toward communistic principles would indicate that they are afraid to speak out in defense of justice, order, and the fulfillment of the American dream for peace and freedom. The principles of communism fail to take into account any cause and effect sequence outside of the material universe where the state is supreme. They do not allow for the development of the full potential of the Christ within the individual and his unlimited spiritual resources as the son of God. They ignore the inequalities produced by individual karma. And I repeat that. They ignore the inequalities produced by individual karma. And that reminds me, Mark Prophet would say and teach, we're all created equal, but that's where it ends because we have free will. We create conditions and we have karma. So they ignore the inequalities produced by individual karma and they attempt to force economic equality in direct opposition to the laws of nature, which declare whatsoever a man soweth, that man shall also reap. If there's one thing that history has proven, it is that any system which defies nature and its immutable laws is doomed to failure. It must be borne in mind that there's no one specific individual who would destroy freedom on the planet, but there are many councils dedicated to the promotion of rebellion operating in America and the free world, as well as behind the iron and bamboo curtains. These forces, as well as those sponsoring world communism, do not need to exercise restraint in nations they've already conquered. A look at the globe will reveal that the great land masses and populations of the world are being slowly absorbed into a great protoplasmic octopus, a seething sea of people dominated by a central committee and an unfortunate manifesto issued by Karl Marx, the most damning indictment of freedom that has ever been written. If this foul logic is to be believed and followed, then the forces of freedom would indeed perish from the earth. And when we contrast that to today, we have to ask which organization today has put on their website who proclaim with pride that they are Marxist trained. And if they don't get what they want from leadership, they'll just tear it all down. 
St. Germain continues, as harbingers of this continual swallowing up of the world's landed areas and peoples by the forces of communism and anarchy, the dark plotters have operated in America in the sub-basements of life, preparing their takeover of the nation, not by destructive acts of war, unless necessary, but according to their teachings, but rather by invading the universities and school systems of the country. There they have sought to destroy the faith and the morality of young students and to take over the institutions of religion where they could not accomplish the total breakdown of individual self-respect by the systematic destruction of Christian values. By using those whom they already controlled and engaging others whom they could not control in a fraudulent battle for social equality, they have effectively mobilized large segments of the American population. They have spread abroad the use of dangerous drugs, multiplied human vices by the corruption of the media, destroyed the sanctity of the home and family and the cultural fluency of beautiful music. They have created a climate of fear in the political world and manipulated the tax and financial structure of the nation so as to provide vehicles through which to cut off supply to the forces of freedom. Never before have so few affected the lives of so many adversely. Never before have so many distortions flowed forth and by the viciousness of their lives prevented men from knowing the truth that would make them free. Albeit I am no alarmist, I know the words of Paul Revere, the redcoats are coming must now be applied to the communists who are already here and who in great overconfidence are outpouring or pouring out of their holes and revealing their true identity. Their names are becoming known to the American people while the politicos sit back and in uncertainty label the lovers of freedom by the title silent majority. The time has come when the silent majority must be silent no more. As surely as truth lives, if men continue to be silent and to fail to support the causes of freedom, they themselves will be cut off from reality or even from life among the living by the machinations of the destructive forces now rallying to gain absolute control of America's destiny. A steady stream of poisonous energy is pouring forth from the presses of the world. Distortions are numberless. Commentators paid by the forces of revolution constantly broadcast, broadcast messages of dissent and destruction to the subconscious as well as the conscious minds of men. Even the advertisements of the world are using the theme, revolution is now. America and the free world awake before it is too late. Once the takeover is complete, long will be the dark night when freedom will seem extinct among men. In 1983, beloved Kuan Yin spoke of anarchy. Those who are the terrorists, though who announce very calmly that there will be war in this land for survival. There will be anarchy, there will be uprising. Don't we hear this today? They know whereof they speak, for they are the ones that will bring the war. They are the ones who keep their stashes and who build their armies and who are prepared when the signal is given. I can assure you that endless preparations have been made worldwide for the taking of America through many means. 
and all who desire and who lust after her light to eat the light of the blood of her sons and daughters have realized that to take on America may be no small war game or no small act of terrorism. Therefore, they have been content to prepare for this for decades, decades. In 1983, the messenger also spoke about terrorism. She said, we welcome into our midst beloved Archangel Gabriel and enlist his support on a very important subject, one on which he's spoken numerous times in dictations and very often to me personally, and that is the subject of terrorism. Archangel Gabriel's message is that terrorism is the rent in the garment of God government, society, and institutions, and it is the beginning of anarchy. Terrorists declare that they want a better life for the people and that they're working for the good, but in fact, they desire anarchy. The breaking down of society, the destruction of the lawful means of evolution upon planet, and the destruction of the democratic process for bringing individuals to office. The terrorists this planet are the worst gang of hellions walking the earth. We realize that were they to gain momentum, the life of every man, woman, and child, every citizen could be in jeopardy 24 hours a day. She says it's worse than murder and the murderous intent. It's worse than assassination. For the goal is the destruction of the very foundation of life, which is the foundation of the mother, the culture of the mother, the ancient cultures of the golden ages of Lemuria and early Atlantis. We understand, therefore, that the crack in the door of America is upon us, and we must push back, as it were, the nose of the camel before he is completely inside the tent. Let us consider now one of the hot-button issues in this election and a serious karma-making issue facing our nation, abortion. Many masters have spoken about the karma of abortion for both the nation and for individuals. And we know now that it's even more diabolical with those supporting abortion up to the very day of birth and even beyond if a baby should survive the abortion procedure. In 1992, Archangel Uriel pronounced the judgment upon the abortionist and pro-abortion laws. Beloved Uriel puts to rest the question as to whether or not abortion should be legal in the case of rape or incest. He says, know this, where there is a conception, there is the ordination of God for that life to come forth, no matter what's the circumstances of that conception, even if it be rape or incest. If you recall, proponents of abortion said that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. They may be legal, certainly not always safe, and most definitely not rare. In fact, for many, it's just another form of birth control. And I recall seeing young women demonstrating against a pro-life demonstration, saying, I've had two abortions, I've had three, I've had five, and being proud of it and flaunting it. In 1996, 
beloved Amaris's goddess of light, was very direct. She said, stop the abortion or lose the nation and the nations. And so long as abortion continues, calamities will come, she says. She also said that if you take life, so life will be taken from you. She continued, now beloved, some from the extreme left and some from the extreme right have different reasons why they champion or do not champion abortion. Well, I come in the middle of the road and I tell you what my statement is and what the statement of the messenger. It is this, beloved, that unless and until people understand the law of karma and the law of reincarnation, unless they tear from their eyes the scales that do not allow them to see and to see that their religion is at fault, this will continue. Understand then that the greatest challenge that must be proclaimed is this. If you take life, so life will be taken from you. If you abort a child, you may reincarnate to have that child again and pay the price of that karma. In 1997, Mother Mary said, I also speak to you of the murder of the child in the womb or out of the womb. This has reached a level, beloved, that can trigger world events. I, Mary, denounce the slaughter of life and of the holy innocence. Beloved ones, it's not enough to put a bumper sticker on your car that says, choose life. It is not enough. You must challenge the forces of death and hell. These forces are vicious and vindictive. They would have the pure blood of the holy innocence. This atrocity is the equivalent of the work of Herod when he sent forth his henchmen to slaughter every male child that opened the womb. In this day, the sanctity of life has so declined that fathers and mothers may legally elect to abort a child without considering the consequences of their actions will bear for lifetimes to come. It is almost as if people were sacrificing their unborn children to the God of lust, even as the inhabitants of ancient Jerusalem and Judah sacrificed their children to the God Moloch and the fertility God Baal. So we see the grave importance of this issue. Prior to Roe v. Wade in 1973, the legality of abortion was up to the states. That is, the people got to decide whether they wanted the murder of the unborn to be illegal or legal in their state. Now, you may or may not be aware that prior to the Supreme Court decision, there were a few states that had illegal abortion. And if Roe v. Wade is overturned at any time, it would most likely, those, that decision would go back to the states. The masters have spoke many times on this subject and said that it is the vulnerability of our nation that with this violation of life comes the loss of divine protection. What do the masters say on the role of the family? which is in great challenge in this day and age. The Ascended Master Nada talked about the importance of the matrix of the family. She said, as hierarchy observes the present plight of mankind, the dilemma of, per dilemma of personal and planetary karma, as hierarchy is concerned for mankind's transition into the golden age, hierarchy looks forth to individuals nourishing the flame 
the threefold flame of life as anchoring points for the energies in the spiral of a new age. As karma goes and as energy flows, you see the Aquarian age is also known as the golden age of a family. For it is through the matrix of the family that hierarchy will allow sons and daughters of God to balance the energies of their karma. This matrix of the Holy Family, which was founded by Mary and Joseph and Jesus as a trinity of Father, Mother, Son, and Holy Spirit as the flame ensconced in the three, is a matrix that does not exclude the way of the celibate, the way of priest and priestess of holy orders. The matrix of the divine family is for the nourishment of souls waiting to be born, to release the sacred fire of golden morn into form, into the here and now for the healing of the nations and for the healing of the planes of matter. There is then that energy and the, that reason that goes forth from the carnal mind to tear down the family, to tear down the state, to tear down all that is sacred and to nullify then the actions of the sacred fire that are for the victory of the light through the mastery of the individual Christ potential. As we look at today, what organization has stated on their website that one of their goals is to abolish the traditional family and has recently removed that from their website because there was so much pushback from the public. What do the masters say on socialism and the tearing down of religion? In 1970, Mother Mary gave a dictation entitled True Religion. She said those who expound upon the theories of socialism as a means to achieve a better way of life for humanity should see from the examples of past ages if they will only look without prejudice or personal pride in their own limited judgments that is solely due to a lack of true religion, pure and undefiled, and a lack of the practice of true religion The civilization has gone down time after time into the negative spirals of destructivity immorality, and shame. She continues, but how carefully the dark forces of the world, those who hide so skillfully behind their masks as angels of light, even to the point of convincing humanity that they do not exist, have woven their nets of deceit for the unwary. How do they do it, precious ones? Listen to what she says is their strategy. First, by pointing to human hypocrisy, and then by creating the illusion of hypocrisy where none exists. Through the diabolical tendencies to gossip, criticize, and tear down, which people allow to gather momentum in their worlds, the forces of darkness have driven their lies as spikes into human consciousness. Under these negative influences, how easy is it to point the finger at someone you scarcely know and to decide that their motives are impure? The ease with which this can be done should reveal why the Ascended Masters have sought to create systems of jurisprudence that would allow fairness in the execution of human justice in the courts of the nations of the world, whereby individuals might be tried by a jury of their peers as a safeguard against the tyrannies men so often impose upon one another. And looking at today, consider the cancel culture. It's going wild. And consider how some people will not even accept the decisions made by juries of their peers in some cases. 
She continues, enlightened men and women have often frowned upon the accusing finger. For many times, it's nothing more than that. Accusations are directed against those whose hearts are as pure as the lily by those whose hearts by comparison are as dark as swamps in which the lily grows. The same accusing finger is used to discredit religion in literature, in art forms, in moving pictures, in the lives of well-known people. Through the sifting as wheat process, the forces of deception seek to enlarge upon the inadequacies of the world's religions by pointing out their supposed failure to meet the crisis of the times, the dark ones anticipate that men will throw all religion, good and bad, out of their lives. Again, today, is, isn't this very concept of enlarging the inadequacies happening in America today? Because America's not perfect, has sins of its past, and the dark ones are trying to take that energy just as the master described, and have some revolt to just throw it all out and destroy the very nation that the masters have sponsored. What about on protecting our border? Many of the masters and the messengers have talked about the importance of securing borders. One example by El Moria in 1987. He said, blessed hearts, there's no turning back from the responsibility of a free people to guard the light of freedom to guard the borders of a spiritual identity and a national destiny. Therefore, I say to you, keep the flame of America. Stand guard at the side of Mother Liberty. Other masters have secured, talking about secure, securing our borders uh, so that we keep out drug trade, human trafficking, violent gangs, all of which come over the border. And there are many corrupt ones who benefit financially from these activities, and that's why they have been continuing. What about on defense of the nation? Mother gave a, a very powerful lecture at Freedom 1988. It was called Sign That Document for the Spiritual and Physical Defense of America. She gave an extensive teaching on the story of Krishna and Arjuna, as told in the Bhagavad Gita, the ancient Hindu text. If you're not familiar with it, Arjuna in the story is a warrior caste. He's of that caste, but he rejects his duty to go to war. And it's on the eve of the battle and there are his kinsmen on both sides. He'll have to kill some of his own relatives if he goes to war. But Arjuna would rather die than fight. Well, Krishna teaches him about the continuity of life and the indestructibility of the soul. And Mother commented that this is one of the greatest passages in all the world's literature, because unless we have life as a premise and the continuity of life as a premise, we will not make the correct moral decisions in our lifetime. Our decisions are always made because we know that we live forever and that we live forever in God. And we want that accountability from the beginning unto the ending of our lives because we are a continuity of consciousness. So once Krishna convinced or showed Arjuna and demonstrated the unreality of death and the all-inclusiveness of life, Krishna tells Arjuna that he must fulfill his dharma. Arise, thou son of Kunti, 
Brace thine arm for conflict. Grid thee to the fight, for so thou shalt not sin. Mother said, the point is well taken by Paul, for we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And she said, Dharma is our reason for being, the calling of the soul. The law of God says it is a sin to fail to defend one's Dharma. Nations and individuals must fulfill their reason for being in God. America needs to heed the command of Krishna and fulfill her dharma. America must realize that she will end war only when she understands the mandate of God to defend the principle of freedom and all who embody it. History has shown that passivity will never overcome evil. Passivism has seldom, if ever, achieved peace. Often, the opposite results. It is this history and the sense of their destiny in its moving stream that our children must be taught at elementary levels in the schools of our choice. Another issue in today's America. Rome's destruction of Carthage in 146 BC is an important lesson for our time. It shows the result of negotiating for peace without adequate military strength to back it up. Carthage attempted to meet the Roman threat with appeasement. Perhaps, her leader said, we will secure a place for ourselves in history, but to no avail. The masters have always said that America needs a strong defense and that that is the best option for maintaining peace. Beloved Godfrey in 1974 spoke on the economy and patriotism. He said, to save the economy of the world demands a revolution in economic theory, in economic practice. In order for mankind to reach the level of awareness, to perceive that consciousness, there must be a purging and a purification. There must be the education of ascended master youth at ascended master universities. There must be the preparation of souls of light to take their place in the government and in law as statesmen, not as politicians. Let the great statesmen arise once again in America. Let them arise and proclaim the liberty of the American people from the Luciferian bankers, from the Illuminati, and from that Federal Reserve system. Let them proclaim freedom and let the coining of this nation's money be in the hands of the people and in the hands of their representatives in Congress. I say then it is time that you decreed fervently for the exposure of that lie that surrounds the entire Federal Reserve System and the tie up of this nation's economy with world banks and world bankers that are attempting to draw the entire energy focused in the heart of America down into the darkness of total selfishness and annihilation. We have a job to do. He continues, do you understand that patriotism is not a bad word? Contrary to what we might hear today. For it is the impassioned fervor within the soul to take a stand for the protection of the flame of God within his country. And as the country is the mark of a certain group karma, so each soul, wherever he is born, it would ever a nation upon the earth, should be a patriot of the flame, not of the abuses of that flame, but should be a patriot of the flame, should be one who stands guard for the realization of that flame, of that pure flame. 
whether it's China or Russia or France or Switzerland and America and Canada, whatever the place of your birth, it is up to you to enshrine the flame of sacred worth in the hearts of your countrymen. So these are just a few of the issues that the masters are concerned about, but these are the issues that we are dealing with today. No, America's not perfect, but she is the sponsored nation and the hope of the brotherhood and of light bearers for the planetary victory and the incoming golden age. Yes, there is corruption and infiltration of the fallen ones in every aspect of our life. Jesus knew this and that's why he came. He said, the prince of the world cometh but has nothing in me. Well, we have to purify and have nothing in us because the fallen ones, they have infiltrated every aspect of life, both political parties, in our religions, in our economic system, you name it. And the job of the people is to heal our nation of any imperfections, not to tear it down. Look past the rhetoric, look past the personalities, and as Archangel Michael said, look at the results of how policies and legislation affect the daily life of Americans in relation to ascended master law. Jesus came for the judgment of the fallen ones who have had control of this planet for centuries. And we are now at the end of the age where Jesus has said there is a separation of the tares and the wheat and the hearts of all are being revealed. We must call for the light bearers to be cut free because there's so many that are taken in by those, as Mother Mary said, who hide so skillfully behind their masks as angels of light. Those who are sincere in desiring equality and justice for all, but who do not understand, as the masters have said, inequalities produced by individual karma, and they end up aligning with the strategies of the fallen ones to destroy our nation and not even understanding that. So we must pray for the awakening of the American people, all light bearers around the world. Beloved Chilas of the Masters, we have our assignments. Let us be up and doing. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week.